is going on, everybody? This is the Party Card Sports Podcast, and I'm sitting here with Nate, my co-host. What's going on, everybody? And me, Cody. And we got a good week of sports and everything going on. There's a crazy weekend, you know. Uh, XFL just started, Daytona 500. No one really cares about the golf tournament, but there was a golf tournament. <laughs> I mean, there was a golf tournament. Uh, the All Star Weekend. Yeah, there was a golf tournament this weekend. Oh, disc golf. No, no, no. There was a. I mean, there was ball golf. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there was also the All Star Game. <clears throat> Did you watch anything this weekend? Sadly, I watched a little bit of the XFL, but uh, I'm still trying to get my get my bearings on that. I'm still kind of filling that out okay when it comes to the xfl like it's all new so what's your process for picking a new team you know it was different when it first came out i guess when it re-released before covid because i knew a little bit more of the rosters and that's how we decided that we were on the arlington team the no, no, no 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 we, we renegades is was was dallas right? dallas yeah now they're now, arlington now it's arlington yeah, renegades right well, at least there's a team that's playing in Arlington so, that can win in February. So I, I've, I've stuck with that. I'm, I'm thinking Renegades, be the way to go. I like their color scheme, like a aqua teal kind of color with black and r- r- red. You know, kind of cool. But there's also another team that just so happens to now be two and zero. That's even closer to us. Who's that's that? The St. Louis BattleHawks. With oh, AJ McCarron as a starting quarterback. I do remember the Battlehawks. And I think we originally kind of decided against that because it's kind of St. Louis and No one likes St. Louis. No one really I, no one really wants to go to St. Louis, the murder murder capital of the world, you know. So um our buddy Dugan and I Dugan. you know, watch all the XFL stuff last week and we were trying to decide I told him I was a renegade, like because that's who we Decided to like last time that right, started, right. and he was like, "Well, we should try St. Louis because they're closer. We could actually go see games." And I was like, "Why Arlington, don't Arlington's we, not that far? Why don't we hold on to both of them, and at the end of the year we'll pick who we actually like, and we'll go with them?" Do you think that's kind of a BS way of going about picking a fandom? Absolutely. <laughs> But it's it's hard to commit to a team because we don't know how long the XFL is going to be around again. Yeah. Maybe it succeeds. Maybe it doesn't. We thought it was going to succeed last or the last time. I think it was then succeeding COVID last time. I think it was. And yeah, then it was COVID kind of better. shut it all down. Um, but right now, the games are good. The games are good. Good. Air quotes. Well, they were all fun to watch. Well, yeah. Like the, the Renegades game. Renegades were getting pretty much pieced up the entire game. And then it, the second half starts, and about midway through the third, there's two turnovers back-to-back touchdowns by the defense, and then, bam, that's the game. I mean, it was close the entire time. Uh, in the second game, St. Louis versus whoever they faced last week, St. Louis uh, successfully scored, what was it? 15 points in the last two minutes of the game. It's crazy. By the new rules, because they scored they scored the six points. The uh, the three-point conversion went for the, three went for the fourth and 15, got it, and then also scored again to win the game. Maybe I should maybe I should start watching. Very interesting. Very interesting. That and uh I just think the XFL's working. Every game was exciting, in my opinion. Except for except for the Roughneck. The Roughnecks beat the crap out of the other team pretty bad. The Houston Roughnecks? Yeah. yeah. So, other than that game, all three of the other games, great. Dwayne The Rock Johnson was at all the games. He's uh, running the ship pretty well. So, Well, uh, he's not running it by himself. There's like a whole well, board of owners, I of guess. Course, of course. Well, he's the owner of the XFL, and there's... The eight team owners. I thought I thought he was part of a board, and then there was the other team owners. Possibly. See, I'm not 100 percent sure. He's the face. I, I, that I would agree with. So we started talking about the XFL, and we kind of have a theme today with our episodes, 
and it's about change. Change is something that's extremely scary. It's terrifying, but it's also necessary. It's necessary for new products to evolve and be better consumed by the consumers. So when we talk about the XFL, obviously we're going to kind of compare it to the NFL. And, you know, there's saying the NFL is using the XFL to try out new rules and uh, new methods of the kickoffs, PAT, so on and so forth. So one thing I like about the XFL and change is their kickoffs. It's something new, but it's something I would not want to see in the NFL. I don't like how in the XFL on their kickoffs, they're lined up basically hat on a hat against against the line. That's 10 yards. It's I thought it was five yards. Uh, it looks like 10. Well, still, I mean, it's it's a hat on a hat. It, it yeah. takes away the creativity of the game, and I feel like if that were to transition to the NFL, you'd either have one, no change in field position, or two, you have ball returners that are so dang dangerous when you have everybody in a line. All you have to do is find one gap, no one staggered, yep. touchdown. You're going to have more kick return touchdowns, which is exciting, but... <sighs> Less injuries is a big thing. I don't think with, with the small gap, 10 yards... You're not going to get that crack. You're not going to get helmet as much helmet-to-helmet like you would see in the NFL. Um, you don't get a full head of steam on the runner to smack them anymore. Yes, it's going to negate some fun. You get to see, like, you're never – but you're never going to get that 70s through the 90s smack-in-the-mouth football ever again. That's not going to happen. Sadly. Uh, so if we're going to keep going in the direction – NFL is going in the direction of, hey, this looks like it might cause less injuries. Let's go with that. I'd hate to see that in the NFL. And the reason why I say this looks like it, it will get rid of injuries is because really the NFL doesn't really care how many players get injured, but they like to throw it out to consumers to be like, hey, we're trying to be safe. That's And so if consumers believe that the NFL is trying to make it safer, then they'll be okay with it. The NFL was much better when they weren't trying to make it safer. Yeah, well. For the consumer. But then people decided they didn't like that. No, 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 no. The movie soft. Concussion came out. Yeah, soft and... people. <laughs> you know what? Football is not made for soft people. No. And obviously it's not made for soft consumers either. All these men know what's going on. That's, see, that's my big thing. You, you, play, you play a sport knowing the fact that you can get injured, knowing that, and even in the NFL, especially in the NFL, you know you can pretty much die on the field if certain things happen. Reaching a little bit, but yeah. I mean, in high school, they legally had to read us the warning label on back of the helmet saying, warning, if tackling improperly can lead to head injury, neck injury, up into and including death. That wasn't even just high school. They had to read us that in college, too. Uh, I do not remember that being read in college. So, I mean, we all signed contracts, too. Like, so... I mean, I don't know if we did it in high school. I can't remember back that far. I'm old. But I know in college we had to sign a waiver, you know, showing that we know that we can get injured, whatever. Right. That way the insurance would cover us to the college. And the same thing goes for the NFL. I think what the NFL really needs to do instead of changing all these rules is change their after processes. Like if you get paralyzed <laughs> in a game, you should be covered through the NFL insurance your entire rest of your life. Nah. That's more of a political thing that obviously this show is not about. Well, no, but I mean, I I would so be I'm I would not, be against changing against the rule. That. I'd be against changing like the rules and especially like the especially the QB uh roughing the passer. Oh, Gosh, yeah. that's so stupid. For sure. Like and the NFL's like, "Well, we need to protect our money." Well, that's too bad. Like you're making the game Completely worthless, but I, that rule needs to change completely. Needs to just get rid of, like, I mean, not get rid of roughing the passer, but get rid of, like, if I throw the guy and land on him, then it's I football not, play. Uh, yeah, yeah, so stupid. And that's coming from you being an offensive lineman. Then linemen should be blocking better. How about that? Yeah, that's true, yeah. So what, out of the differences between the XFL and the NFL, what's, what's your favorite? Huge. Okay, Huge. so when there's a penalty called, right? Or or uh, 
say the ball got caught and it's maybe bobbled or whatever, and they have to go to a review, they don't talk to the rest. The refs aren't the people making the decision. The refs aren't getting on that little huddle thing and looking into the monitor. They're not doing that no more. There's no there's no tablet for the refs to look at. It is a guy in a booth, a rules expert, looking it over. There's no ego from a ref anymore. There's just a guy. And he's like, nope, I got, I don't got any conclusive evidence, and we're good. Just go. Go, go, go. What, what I like about that is that it, it's more transparent to the to the viewers. Yeah, show me that. We, we get to see the guy looking at it as he's talking. We get to hear exactly what he's looking for, what he's seeing, why or why not, and then relays the info like down that. to the field. I like that. I like that. It's very transparent. You know, it's kind of hard to follow a script when you can – See that? Yeah, and and it takes the refs' egos out of it. If I'm a ref and I throw a pass interference flag, but then you go back and you have to review it, and it wasn't pass interference, I'm not picking. Refs do not pick up their flags because they're like, no, I'm. Like I, if I pick up my flag now, it just means I was wrong. Yeah, I'm and not. Gonna, I'm never gonna that. admit that I'm wrong. Yeah, and refs <laughs> do that. So if you don't t- give them the option to make the call anymore, and it's some guy in a booth just watching it with no like bias or uh, or like ego going into it, then I think it's way better. Yeah. I, I don't agree. need Zebra's opinions. I mean, we get their opinions every time they throw the flag. Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. That, that's all I need from them. I would probably say my favorite difference between the XFL and the NFL isn't even really part of the game. I'm kind of a nerd. I really like hearing the terminology when they call the offensive plays. I, I love it. Now, obviously, we're never going to see that in the NFL because, you know, Spygate and all that stuff. But hearing it in the XFL and me being a former quarterback and play caller, hearing the different terminologies between teams. Like, I, I did watch a little bit of a game. They called five 585-something or other. So, to me, we had a play call that was 905 in high school. And it was a play-action boot pass. So, when I hear 585, I'm instantly thinking boot pass just because the terminology is extremely similar. Nope, was not a boot pass at all. It was, I believe it was an RPO quick slant is what that play turned out to be. So so I, I like hearing the terminology, but when the announcer tells me what the play is, I don't like that. Well, I mean, if you watch the same team over and over. You're going to know. You're going to know. What was it like three weeks into the to the last, last time the XFL, we knew pretty much the, the Renegades. Yeah. It was like, all right, this is inside zone. I almost don't like that, though. I do. I, I, I like here, it. Here's my thing. Because then you can sit there and curse. I'm like, why are you running inside zone? Why? I know. That's what I'm saying. I get upset because I, during this last game, right, they called the terminology, and I was like, that's a sweep. Like, and, I, and then they ran, and I'm like, a sweep never works. And they ran a sweep, and it got stopped for five yards. I'm like, I'm like, why do I know this, but no one else knows this? That's so stupid. So I was just mad. I was mad before the play even happened. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's true. It's <laughs> it annoys true. the crowd. Like, okay, so if we take that to the NFL, right, I get so annoyed when NFL teams, specifically my team because it never works for them, does a wide receiver screen. I have never seen my team successfully do a wide receiver screen that's gotten anything more than, like, at max three or four yards. So I don't understand why we do it. But we do it a lot, hey, and it always one. gets stopped. Okay. Most of the time, it gets stopped for negative five yards. So that's why I don't like it. So if I heard that right before I'm throwing a chair or being pissed off, and I don't even know what happened yet in the play. The difference also in the NFL is, you know, it's a slower game, so they can check an audible. In the XFL, it's so fast-paced. I mean, it's, it's oh, running play, clock. Play, play, play. I like the – I mean, I do and I, I don't like the, like the running clock. I do and I don't because – um. It kind of reminds me of what they're trying to do in baseball. They're trying to move everything faster and faster and faster. Good. I might actually watch baseball again. Baseball's not that bad. It's meant to be slower game pace. Stop it. Stop. Okay. So anyway, so I do I do like it because I can they they faster plays, uh, more chances to score, all that. But I feel like they're only trying to go faster. To appease networks and get on and off the air as fast as possible, get more commercials in as fast as possible, and that's not for us. That's for make more money. Uh, they got to pay the guys. They got to pay the players. The, the average salary is only like sixty k. I think 
I saw a breakdown that if they won, if they won the championship, their their salary would be anywhere between eighty to ninety thousand. Yeah. Well, they also if they win the championship, they also make money per win. Yeah. Right. They yeah. get they get an extra bonus. So right now, them St. Louis guys have already made two bonuses must, for winning. Must be nice. Which is cool. That so, I mean, hey. That's com- that. Yeah, I was about to say that's communism. It's not communism. It's ca- that's capitalism. <laughs> capitalism for you. Uh, paid for production. Gotta love it. Yeah. So out of all the changes, I guess out of all the differences between the XFL and the NFL, is there any that you would actually want to see in the NFL? I like the. I like what, what I said before. I like seeing the rules analyst guy. Um. I don't. I think I like the kickoff, but I also I don't care either way. Um, the taking away onsides might be might be good for the game, I'm making it a glad, fourth I'm and fifteen instead, because that was exciting. I mean, to watch because they picked it up. It gives the offense control whether or not the off whether or not they get a chance. Right. It, it takes the kicking game out of it, and onside kicks work what. Percent of the time, maybe surprisingly, it's more than that. I do got some stats, I'm super excited to share. This. Okay, let's hear it. So, onside kick, the fourth and 15 conversion in the XFL. I, I like it, I think it's, I would like to see it potentially in the NFL, but I got some numbers to share. In the 22 23, this last football season, the regular season, onside kicks 56 attempts, three were converted, 5.3%. All these stats that I'm about to show are from footballdatabase.com. Uh, so 5%, not very good. In the regular season of 21, 9 for 56, 16%. Uh, regular season of 2020, 4 for 67, 4.4%. 2019, 12.9%. 2018, 7.7%. So 2018 was actually the first year of the new onside kick rule. In 2017 and prior, the old onside kick rule, where you could basically drive your foot down on top of the ball, create the pop-up off the first hop, and it could not be fair caught. You had one hops going into the line and just people getting leveled. Loved it. So 2017, the, the last year you could do basically the one hop before the rule change. 12 for 56, 21% conversion rate. Then they changed the rule where it has to roll on the ground and then create a hop, more or less, goes to 7%. 21% to 7%. It's just crazy. Doesn't give you a chance. No, to try not it. really. So I did, did some more digging. So the five years prior to the rule change, 2013 to 2017, 15% conversion rate. After the rule change, the five years after the rule change, from 2018 to 2022, only 9% conversion rate. I would like to see a number at about 20% conversion rate to at least entertain the consumer about we have a chance to get the ball back to go win this game. 9%, 5%, it's just it's just a fluke play at that point, really. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, it gives you a chance, better chance to get it. Uh, for even f- if you go, I bet if you looked up stats for fourth and fifteen, all around, it's not that high. So it still wouldn't be like automatic. You automatically get a chance at right. another drive. Um, it's also going to be hard against these really good defenses. Like if you if you were a 49ers fan this year, would you be confident in oh. your defense to stop somebody going for it on fourth and fifteen? Of course, all day. Say Eagles defense, Cowboys defense, all them defenses, they're not going to allow you to get a fourth and fifteen. Unless something crazy happens. So you're going to have to be really dialed in to get these. So that's a good point. Um, onsides, you put too much you put too much in the special team's hands. And, yep. and obviously with your rule change and your percentage differences, it's just ridiculous. You're never going to get it. So pretty much, just, get it. pretty much if you're down by three points and you have to get an onside with like 18 seconds left, you lose. It's a tough game. 90, 93% of the time. I like that step. Where'd you pull that one from? Whatever you said was 7% successful rate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so, you know, my insight between the XFL and the NFL is 
I think it's important. I think it's extremely important for the XFL and for our sake as the consumers that the XFL remain as different as possible from the NFL. And here's why. Obviously, I think we can agree that the quality of play in the XFL is lower. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, it's it's hard to replicate um, top tier athletes. Top tier athletes. You know, I mean, the, I think I think the uh, the skills guys are closer than what we what we think in terms of speed and agility and athleticism. But um, like, obviously, you can't like. Okay, if I pulled out Megatron out of the hat, right? You know, physically, extremely gifted, raw, physical, and just a, a monster when it comes to catching the ball. You're not going to get that in the XFL ever. Like it's never going to be close. Uh, if I said, "Could you get a?" and this is going to piss me, <laughs> but this is the first guy that comes to my head. If I, if you said, "Could I get an MVS out of out of the XFL?" I'm like, "Yeah, probably." Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just I mean, look at Kevontae Turpin, right? He was he's the returner now for the Dallas Cowboys. Dude played in the USFL. Can you get a guy like that? Sure. You can get a guy that has a lot of athletic talent, maybe not the best catcher or whatever you want to call it. You who's, know, who's just a raw football player. Yeah, of course, yeah. that's he's, what you're gonna get. But you're not, not gonna get. Hey, you're not gonna get Jerry Rice. No, probably. You're not. you're not gonna get Randy Moss. You're not gonna get those guys. And if you do, you got real lucky. Yeah, real lucky. How the heck the NFL missed him and he got to the XFL? Probably some off the field issues. Maybe. That, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what happened with my the guy I just brought up, Kevontae Turpin. He uh-huh. had some off the field issues. It was the worst. Yeah. Now let me before we get too far though, let me ask you how you feel about the tiered extra points. Are you for that or against that? And how would you feel if they tried to put that in the NFL? You you against that? I think it's great for the XFL. I think it's terrible for the NFL. I think the NFL is perfect for their PATs having your two point conversion from the three yard line. And having the traditional one point PAT, uh, was it thirty yard kick or something like that? I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, you feel like if uh, if they took away that, it would. I feel it would like it would hurt the kickers too. I don't think it would hurt the kickers too much, but I feel like it, it's just too much. It's already too easy to score in the NFL. It's already too easy to put up 35 points a game. We don't need easier two point conversions, easier ways to score an extra three points. We don't need it in the NFL. But in the XFL, it's great because we're watching the XFL in the offseason for the NFL. We want to just see football. I don't want to see kickers in the XFL. I really don't. I really don't. <laughs> well, you saw, you saw the kickers weren't the best. Yeah. And so, so yeah. like I said, it's good for the XFL. I would never want to see that in the NFL. Positive thing that the NFL or the XFL did is they are doing alternate possessions in overtime. Yeah, I like that. Each team gets three, and you can get all three chances up front, and the next team gets three, and then if it's still tied, it's alternate possessions. I really kind of like that. I also like that's from the five-yard from the five yard line and in. Yep. It's basically your best against our best one time for three plays. It's that's good. pretty cool. That's good. I mean, I, I – Was there I a game like, that went to overtime this week? I don't believe there was this week. I didn't see anything week. about it. Uh, there was a lot of really close finishes, but there was no overtime, I believe. Um but I do like that rule change. I, I, we'll, we'll be able to see it more when there's some overtime games. I hope there's some, at least a couple this season, so we can see how that shakes out. Just show the NFL how how good it is. And I, I've I've always thought that that the rule change for the NFL hasn't gone to that something like that because of networking. Like I brought up earlier, I believe so. Is that they can't make anything over like three or four hours because the network's like we got to go to our our next thing. We got to go to sixty minutes. I'm like get get out of here. No one's got time for that. Football's on, <laughs> damn it. Um, other than that, though, I don't, I don't see any other things I would change directly from the XFL to the NFL. Yeah, I think the XFL is a good product, and like I said, I think it's important for the XFL to remain as different as possible from the NFL, just to make it a fresh product while we're all coming off the NFL season, whether it was a good season for your team, a bad season for your team, whether you won the Super Bowl, got robbed in the Super Bowl, allegedly. You know, it's... It, it's nice to see something new that just isn't the same product. Especially, like I said, if it's at lower quality. We complained all year about the Thursday night games being just awful. Why would I want to watch the exact same product for a whole other season? Yeah. it's See, those Thursday night games were awful because 
for some reason, the NFL did an awful job at actually pairing good teams versus good teams in those Thursday night games. But on paper, the the, on the paper, schedule looked great, and then the season started to shake out, and we're like, oh shit, this hey, kind of sucks. Let me let me tell you something about on paper. Uh, I tell you, those Cowboys for, are really good for on the paper. last decade. On paper, the Cowboys have looked amazing. I can tell you what, in the last decade, you know how many playoff games we've won? I don't know. You like tell me two. <laughs> <laughs> so on paper is all great and fun until it comes to practice practical yeah, yeah. all right we talked about the, enough about the xfl let's get more about just the nfl keeping with the the theme for today and change you know every year the nfl kind of implements new rules what have you they get together with the officials on what they want to you know emphasize on for the next season so what rules would you like to see added or amended this coming season? How about we just bring up something that's topical right now, and how about we stop allowing players to push other players in the back for more yards? How about we stop that? You know, because Philly was gaining five yards a carry on quarterback sneaks because they could push I don't have guys in the that. back. I don't have a problem with that at all. Uh, like It's football play. And I, I mean, I'm not against it by any means, but like, if the, the we we've already heard that the NFL owners are already throwing a stink against it, and and literally one of the guys said, "Okay, no, this is a good point." So Sean Payton said, "If you guys do not change this rule, he's the new head coach for the Broncos." He said, yep. "If you guys do not change this rule, I am literally going to run quarterback sneak on every single play." He's bluffing. Uh, well, he might be, that, or he a, might that's not. That's a lot of that's a lot of punishment on your quarterback, on a franchise quarterback. Hey, man, I ne- you never never said you had to have the quarterback in to run yeah, that. That's true. That's true. You just had the you have the running back practice under underneath snaps, and now you have boom. I personally don't have a problem with the play, uh, but I do see the NFL looking into that and changing that, and I don't think it's going to change the quarterback sneak all too much. I mean. Granted, I don't think the Eagles are going to get five-yard quarterback sneaks anymore if that rule does go in effect, but I don't think it's going to change the effectiveness of quarterback sneaks from people like, well, Tom Brady's not in the league, but Tom Brady was actually really good at running the quarterback sneak. Yeah, you're giving me that look, but uh, he was pretty successful at running that. His old ass was good at running quarterback sneaks? I don't remember any of that. Well, not in his later years. He didn't do it too much. But, yeah, when he was in New England, he would run quarterback sneaks and Get good yards. You just fall forward. He's still a big body. So yeah. I, I get where you're coming okay. from with that rule, but I don't have a problem with it. It's just it that that rule. I, I mean, it stems all the way back from like I think when we played in high school, we weren't allowed to the tush push. Yeah, we weren't allowed to do any of that. So I'm just like when I see it, I'm like I thought that wasn't allowed. And then apparently the NFL changed that rule a couple of years ago or a I knew, few years. I knew it's frowned or I know it's frowned upon in college. <laughs> I think it's still a penalty in college. Um, I would like them to define and really hammer home exactly what a rough in the passer is. We talked about this earlier. There are too many times where quarterbacks are literally barely thrown to the ground and they turn around and go like this and put their arm up in the air and the ref throws it. And the, the first of all, the ref should never look at a player and how they react and then throw a flag. Never. It should never happen. But that happens all the time. We've yep. seen it. Yep. And they need to define exactly what a rough in the passer is and what should happen. Not go after players. We're not soccer. Yeah. Right. We're not football. We are football. Don't be flopping. Don't be calling stuff that's ticky tacky. Just give me real football. That's all I'm saying. Just, just I, as long as, as long as it's a football play and it's you know within reasonable time after the ball leaves the quarterback hands, as long as he doesn't pick him up off his feet, do what? If I don't consider it unnecessary roughness, it should not be a flag. You know, there's got to be some leniency. You still got to let defenders play. Defenders have a different type of mentality to play the game of football, and you have to let them play. The game's getting too soft, and it's. Not as fun for for me to watch from a defensive standpoint, which is kind of my rules. This is how it should be. Helmets, 
Don't touch the helmet. Right? We already know that one. Right. Knees. Don't fucking blow out somebody's knee. A whip, meaning either, and when I consider this, I say a whip, meaning like you took his waist or something and then flung, uh, basically hip toss and flung him. No, I don't have a problem with that. Well, as long as you don't use your body. But that's what they're calling right now. As long as you don't use your body for leverage, like a hip toss, I don't have a problem with it. But if you miss the tackle and you still have your hands around his waist and you're pulling him with you, I'm sorry. That's if that, he has that the should, ball. Yeah, if he has the ball. But see, it should, it should what's going on is is so what's happening now is if you miss with all these athletic running quarterbacks now is when you have them up, they're, they're tossing the ball away and then they get whipped and then they call a flag because of the whip. Mm. So then that still a football play. Yeah. Well, change my mind. Then. Also, obviously, no suplexes or anything. That's a, that you're not allowed to do that in any tackle. So no Sadly. suplexes. You're not. That's a rule. Sadly. And so, and the, those four things. If if you land on top of somebody, it's football. I'm sorry that defensive lineman yeah. is 300 pounds, but you should have ran away from him then because yeah. most quarterbacks weigh like what, 250, not even that. Those Two, are, those are biggins. 220. Sorry. You should be fast enough that you didn't get laid on by a 300-pound defensive lineman. Yeah. Uh, those four things, though, that's it. That's all, I, that's all I can see being necessary. I'm about to get real biased here because I'm a defender, played, played defensive all the way up through college. So, obviously, my rules are made to help the defense because the NFL rules are stacked against them. The first rule that I would like to see – I want to. I want to see cut blocking out. Period. Done. Illegal. They recently just revamped the rule, and basically the rule says you can legally cut block within five yards of the line line of scrimmage on the defensive side of the ball or the offensive side of the ball, and two yards outside the tackles, as long as the defender's not engaged already high with another offensive player. But I want to see that completely taken out. No cut blocking below the waist. Period. You don't see it so much in the NFL except for when a running back has to take on a blitzing linebacker or a blitzing safety. But in college, you see it a lot for the quick RPOs, the quick slants. I got cut blocked a crap ton in college when I ran scout team. A crap ton, and I hated it. Absolutely hated it. That's incredibly biased. I, 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 I see, I'm not against I'm not hundred percent against cut blocking in here's why. As a as an ex polling lineman, if you pull, and that guy's fast, it's it's nice to jump down on his knees, and now he's either either he falls on you, or he has to jump, and that takes him out of the play. Out of the play. If you're not man enough to block somebody, heads up, then you shouldn't be playing ball. Hey man, at max, I, I'm just at max them lineman. Well, at least me, we're only running like. A five second forty. That's not fast compared to a linebacker running like a four six four five. Hey, I'm just saying, get in front of him, make a play, ear hole him, <laughs> don't cut him. Moving on, defensive pass interference. This is a two parter for me. First of all, get rid of the spot foul. I fucking hate it. Absolutely hate it. Ten yard penalty. Nah, I, I still give him fifteen. The original fifteen yard penalty. And automatic first down. But the spot foul, you're just giving way too many yards. And this is kind of leading into my next part for defense pass interference and amending that rule. I hate seeing offenses, especially quarterbacks more or less, being rewarded for terrible throws. Yep. If you throw the ball into the leverage of the defender and your wide receiver has to come through the defender to make a play on the ball. No call. It should be a no call. If, if I'm giving the receiver... I'm, I'm playing corner. I'm giving the receiver a must fade, meaning I'm going to give him the fade to the sideline. I'm going to trail inside and underneath. If the ball is thrown inside and underneath and the wide receiver has to come back through me, that's my zone. That's ATC, air traffic control, no fly zone. Give yourself a ding. Perfect. Okay. Face guarding was deemed legal. Yeah. Last time they did a rules check. Why... Have I seen this past year multiple flags getting thrown? They don't call face guarding anymore, but they just still call pass interference. It makes no sense to me, but it happens multiple times in right. the NFL this year. You and then the announcers. You know what pisses me off? 
those dang announcers will always be like, well, you, if you would have turned your head and w- and went for the ball, you probably wouldn't have got called for passing. That's not the rule. It's too. They're making it almost impossible to play defense. Yeah, it it's it's and I'm an offensive guy. I like more offensive, but. If I'm sitting here watching my team play, and I think my my cornerback just made an amazing play on the ball, and then all of a sudden a flag comes flying in, it's ridiculous. It, it's not even so much your corners making a, a good play on the ball. It's that your corner is in a good position to defend the ball, and the quarterback makes a bad throw and gets rewarded for it. Yeah. Back, it's not even like back shoulder throws. It's like you like just, you underthrew your guy running a fly. Right. He has to stop, and the defender runs into him. And so now, or the defender doesn't turn, whip his head around right. to go for the ball, and now it's a penalty. I, I do think that, in that case, the defender still can't run through the wide receiver. But the wide receiver cannot turn and run into the defender and cause a collision and expect to get a penalty. That's, that's where I'm but that's saying what's happening. needs to be changed. That's exactly what's happening. So the defender's not looking up at the ball the entire time. You right. can't do that and defend at the same time. Right. So if the ball's underthrown, he's just running full speed, and then all of a sudden the wide receiver changes direction and he has nowhere to go. Right. And all he can do is stop his feet. And most of the time he does, and the wide receiver runs right into him, still gets a penalty. I'm just saying It's just really I'm, hard to be a yeah. DB in this NFL. In this league. Yeah. For sure. It's very hard. Yeah. But th- those are my rule changes that I like to see. Obviously, I don't think we're gonna see anything with the pass interference. I do think eventually cut blocking will be completely outlawed. I, if they're all about player safety, they've done so much for the offensive players to to prevent quarterbacks from getting hurt, to prevent wide receivers from getting hurt. The only thing they've really done for defensive players is they, the crack back blocks. Yeah. And honestly, I love crack back blocks. I don't care. That That's a football play. I'd rather that be in the game than cut blocking. Um, I also... Just want a defined catch rule. Give me some. I mean, I know they, they've tried. They've tried really hard. Hey, I know what a catch is. But I know what a catch is, too, until yeah. the NFL tells me different. Well, you know. You don't know how many times I'm like, yeah, it's definitely a catch. And the NFL comes back, ah, nope. nope. Like, it's it's just crazy to me that there are so many times where you think that it, it's a – For all you Chiefs fans out there, you all thought that that was a catch. Because – Either you're not informed on what is a catch, or the the definition is too vague. So they need to do something so that fans know exactly what a catch is. I think we should just get rid of the whole football move aspect. Two feet possession. Two feet boom. possession. You got to catch. The moment you have two feet on the ground and the ball's in your hands and held, you caught it. Yep. Because look at this. If I'm on the sideline, on the sideline, I get two feet down, I catch the ball, and then I'm out of bounds, you're good. That's a catch. Yeah. So, period. So, wh- why, if in the fact I'm in the middle of the field, I catch the ball, I got two feet down, now is it I not have, a catch? Now I have to turn to make a football yeah, Exactly. Yeah. And people were making that argument about that specific thing today, and I kind of agree with them. In the, today's rules, that was not a catch. But it doesn't make sense, and it's kind of not maybe not hypocritical, whatever it is, to have two different standards of on the sideline or in the middle of the field. Yeah, I get that. That's it. That's all I got for that, changes. That's all honest. I got for rules, too. So Maybe have cooler uniforms. Yeah. I think the XFL is doing a very good job at cool uniforms. Like I said, they got to be different. <laughs> Lower quality, you got to be different. I do like Period. I do like the fact that in the past couple of years, they do color rush. Color rush is kind of cool. I don't it, give it's a too bad. fuck about it. Oh, get the fuck out of here. I care about it's how a cool they play ball. Hey, man, back in the day when you got to play and you got to put on a cool helmet, it was cool. Yeah, in fucking college. <laughs> in the NFL, you're already getting paid millions. I'm not paying you millions to fucking sit around We're not and paying cool. them millions at all. I'm just saying. From from a standpoint, I'm not going to watch hey, man, a football game. I'm trying to have a cool jersey to wear on Sundays, so I want them to be wearing a cool jersey. Hey, I got cool jerseys. They don't wear them, but I got them. Yeah, but how cool would it be if you got to see that faded blue to white jersey on Sundays? What's the matter? The Colts are fucking losing ball games right now. I don't give a damn. I just want them to win ball games. I don't care what they they can do it in a goddamn skirt and helmet. I don't care. You're, I just want to see wins. You're lying. It. You're lying because no. if it, you're lying because if they came out there in bright pink, you'd be like, I I don't I'm not for this team. If they win ball games, I don't give a damn. Oh, you're so full of it. Well, and it 
anywho, that's pretty much all I would change about NFL rules and aspects. So you kind of touched on this earlier. We'll get into some personnel changes, keeping with the theme of change. Obviously, you mentioned Sean Payton goes to the Broncos. Uh, what, what do you think that does for the Broncos? Do you think Sean Payton's going to get Russell Wilson back? Um, Sean Payton is very smart yeah. as a as a head coach. Uh, will I, will they get Russell Wilson of Seattle Super Bowl years? Probably not. Uh, will they get something close? Maybe keep Russell uh, mobile. Maybe have more short passes, stuff like that. Sure, probably. Sean Payton's smart. Um, this is a good offense if you look at it on paper. Cortland Sutton. Um, I can't remember the other guy's name for some reason <laughs> on top of my head. Javante Williams is great. Offensive line's great. Um, it's a it's it's a good offense. You should be able to move the ball. Vegas is going to have a winning formula. I mean, just look, just look at what happened. Did they lose games at the end of the year? Yeah, but they it's were not, averaging. Like they were blowouts. They were averaging more offensive points at the end of the year after they cut their head coach. That head coach was awful. I mean, just agreed. Stupid awful. So can Sean Payton make them decent? Yeah, for sure. Now will Russ be cooking? Eh, maybe some ramen. Hey, Broncos country. Let's ride. Let's ride. Okay. Um, another change-up, personnel-wise, that I'd like to get into is... Uh, gosh, dang it. Why can't I remember his name now? That's the worst. I know. It's awful. All right. Go to your next topic. I kind of forgot okay. what I was talking about. So, the Colts got their new head coach. Shane Steichen. I, I hope I'm pronouncing that moderately correctly. The OC from the Eagles. We also, the or the Colts, got their new offensive coordinator. New but old offensive coordinator. Jim Bob Cooter comes back home. Jim Bob Cooter was uh, Colts OC for a number of years with Peyton Manning. Also then went to Denver while Peyton Manning was there. Not 100% sure where he's been so in the past few years, but he's back home with the Colts. We'll see that mixture of Shane and Jim Bob Cooter and, you know, hopefully drafting a new quarterback. Um, we'll get into the draft here probably in a couple of weeks, but, uh, I just like the name Cooter, Cooter, Jim Bob Cooter, <laughs> Cooter. kind of going on with the Eagles OC leaving the Eagles defense coordinator also left. John Gannon leaves and goes to be the Arizona head coach. So that's going to be interesting on how that's going to affect the Eagles and their their run next year, losing their OC and DC. Yeah, um, I don't think it's going to help Arizona that much, to be honest, because I don't think Arizona's that good of a team I don't if think you it's look good. at them on paper. I'm not really so much worried about Arizona. I'm worried about the Eagles. To lose an OC and a DC in the same offseason, it'll be interesting to see how they respond to that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't I don't think John Gannon's going to do anything huge in Arizona. Don't get me wrong. I think Arizona is going to be a middle of the road team for the most part. But I don't think I think I think Arizona is going to go into a full rebuild, in my opinion. I think they're going to get rid of uh, D-Hop for sure. I don't think they have a decent running back. No offense to um, I gosh, dang it. Why can't I remember names today? The running back uh, that used to or James Conner. James Conner. No offense to James Conner. Uh, he's old by and means. He, I mean, he's been in the league for a while now. He did, he did great the past two seasons, but to be honest, is he a top tier running back? No. Their line struggles. Their wide receiving core is depleted. Minimal. Yeah. Yep. I mean, especially if they trade away Hopkins, like has been talked about. I don't. I don't think. I think they're in full rebuild. JJ Watt just retired. Yeah, their defense is defense kind is of, lacking. Yeah, their defense is kind of kind of scalped and basically a skeleton crew. So I don't. I don't see much good coming to Cardinals unless they do a really good job in the offseason and drafting. Yeah, I think they'll be in the middle of the road. It's going to be rough. Uh, the guy I wanted to bring up was enemy uh, leaving the Chiefs. Yeah, huge. I and I did not see that one coming. Actually, that going dropped. Going to Washington. That dropped literally last week as we were wrapping up a recording. Yes. Yeah, that was crazy. So Did not so, see that one coming. So this kind of affects me and my my team. Uh, guy that was play calling for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I don't think he was play calling. 
I think it was all injuries still. Uh, it could be. It could be. That's that's the harp against me and me yeah. is that oh, he's under Andy Reid's right. thumb, and that's why he's doing so well. But at the same time, maybe it is him. So, and then listen to this theory that I kind of got into today. A little deep dive. So, Lamar Jackson is a free agent right now, right? Correct. Once the once the the bank, once the whole bank. Yeah, that's stupid. And he wants it guaranteed. Deshaun Watson ruined the quarterback market. Hear me out. Thanks a lot. Hear me out. Dan Snyder wants to sell the team, right? Allegedly. What a perfect way for Dan Snyder to leave than to give up the first round picks or second round picks, depending on how much it's going to take to get Lamar Jackson to screw over the next owner. Also to guarantee all of Lamar Jackson's money. Like at the Deshaun Watson thing to screw over all the other owners that want to make quarterback changes in the future. And then if it works out and they get Lamar Jackson with the enemy and he does well, then for Washington fans and everybody like, wow, look at what Dan Snyder did, even though he was leaving the team. What a great move. So in other words, it's the perfect like, exit well, for Dan Snyder. Well, a double-edged sword there. He can't lose. Well, and he's a he's an egotistical a-hole. So why wouldn't he be like, yeah, this is perfect? Yeah, I don't I don't know. Uh I don't see that happening. It, it would be funny, it would be interesting, but I don't see that happening. Uh, that's a It's a little bit of a inside a, football conspiracy. That's a conversation pro- probably in a couple of weeks when we start talking about free agency and changing that. But I want to go back to uh <laughs> the Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric leaving and going to Washington. So he leaves basically in a lateral move. Everyone has been asking, why doesn't Eric have a head coaching job? Why why is he not getting this head coaching job? And then he makes a lateral move to Washington, of all places. Yes, it was stated that he got a pay raise with this. He also got a, a, a title change. His official title for the commanders is offensive coordinator and assistant head coach. Who cares? Now, is this foreshadowing and basically putting Ron Rivera, the current head coach, on notice? Like, hey, if you can't show up and win ballgames, we're going to go ahead and get rid of you during season and Eric's going to take over. Or is it basically saying, Ron Rivera, as soon as your contract is up and over, Eric's going to be our new head coach? If that is the fact, it's so stupid. Because Ron Rivera has literally put Washington into playoff contention multiple times with a lacking roster in one of the worst front offices in football. So how how could – I mean – Actually, no, it does make sense. No, no, no. I recant what I just said. It does make sense because it's one of the worst head offices <laughs> in football. So, yeah, you're probably right. They're probably thinking about that because they're probably going, yeah, you know what? Ron Rivera, you did such a good job that in the middle of the season, we're going to replace you with Eric Bieniemy. You're right. That's exactly what's that, going to happen. That's funny. That is funny. Uh other than that, man, I don't have any personnel changes. I'm sure once free agency starts going, I need to look up and see when free agency opens. Do you know? Um, no, I don't know. Uh, there's been a lot of people cut already that I've seen. Yeah, but that, uh, that no one's been signed. It's been basically coaching changes. No, no, so it's far. all. I don't think it's allowed. Anybody's allowed to be signed yet. Yeah. Just like first thing that will happen is everybody's gonna be franchise tagged first. That'll all happen right. either exclusive or inexclusive. That's going to happen first. Then after that all gets through, that's when free agency officially starts. They're allowed to offer contracts. Some of these guys are already negotiating. Once the season's over, you're allowed to negotiate. Um, Other than that, no official signings can happen until after all of those franchise tags clear. Well, other than that, buddy, I think I'm, I'm pretty much done wrapped up. I went through all my changes. You know, help the defense out next year. NFL, please, God, help the defense out. I'm tired of seeing average of 30 points a game. 21, 25 points should be enough points to win you a goddamn football game. Yeah. I'm tired of seeing too much scoring. And I, I'm I'm sick and tired of seeing 
uh, wide receivers and quarterbacks asking for flags. Yeah. Uh, I think it should be a flag for players to ask for flags. All I think right. the moment you put your hand up reaching, in the air reaching. And, and you're yelling at a ref, you should get a flag right then and there. You shouldn't even be allowed to look at the refs for all reaching. I care. Reaching. Relax there, big fella. Uh, we're not soccer, man. That, well, this is football. This is a contact sport. Uh, be a yeah. man. Hey, it is a contact sport. That's that's why it's the greatest game ever fucking played. Yeah. Change my mind. I think I think next week we'll get into more free agency stuff yep, and super franchise tags and all that, and then we'll go from there. But everything about change, we've covered. I think so. Other than that, all you party people, you keep the party going out there. We will see you next week. Let's ride. Let's ride.